Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Eric. Hello, Ward. I almost forgot till you gave me that look. Yeah, I mean, just look, man. It's going to take a while. It's it muscle memory, mm-hmm. and we're trying new things in 2024. You just told me about a new thing you're doing not that long ago. It's uh, awful. It's the worst thing I can imagine you doing, and I'm disappointed, but <laughs> I guess happy for you. You want to you share? Yeah, sure. If you think I'm extra angry right now, it's not because of the Hoosiers, who did amazing against Ohio State, and the ladies who did fantastic in their last outing. No, it's because I'm weaning myself off nicotine, and so I hate everybody and everything. Yeah, it's just not worth it. I mean, what's the worst that nicotine could do to you? Shave a couple years off your life? I don't even care about that. It's about quality of life, not quantity. Yes, that's exactly what I'm arguing. I think the nicotine gives you a better quality of life as evidenced by this attitude. I think you have a lifetime of rationale as to why it's okay to put nicotine into your body. And I'm not going to be able to disarm you of all those notions you have on a podcast. What does nicotine do bad for you? Obviously, I'm not talking about smoking cigarettes, and we know that that's awful. What does nicotine do bad for you? It stresses you out. It raises your stress levels, your cortisol. I don't feel like I'm a stressed guy. Oh, really? (laughs) I really believe that. I don't think I'm an overly stressed guy. Sleep great. Well, that's a good indication. Well, look, for me, like beyond just wanting not to be a slave to something like I just I don't want to have to do anything. Sure. You know, anything I can pick and choose at my enjoyment, at my leisure. Great. But to just basically have this blue tube of nicotine mints with me wherever I go, whenever I go, it's just like that's nonsense. And I'm not sitting here like Scrooge McDuck in a big vault of money where like, oh, what if I didn't buy nicotine mints for the next six and a half years? What if I put all that money towards my kids tuition to Indiana University, which is out of state? So every penny is going to count. 
I think one week, and, and what's weird is we did the math, one week of your mint intake equals four years of one of your kids going to out-of-state tuition. That's how <laughs> bad it's gotten. Um, it's, it's not just tobacco. It's the nicotine industry. Well, listen, I'm not going to argue this point because I know you don't believe me, but I'm not addicted to nicotine. Mm -hmm. I could I could take or leave a cigar. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I want a cigar. <laughs> when I had COVID, I didn't smoke a cigar for two weeks. Yeah, well, when you're sick, I mean, when I'm... But even on the back side of it, I wasn't like jonesing. I was like, yeah, I'll just wait a few more days. Well, after two weeks, it's mostly out of your system. I mean, it at is out no, of your system. I'm just saying, at but, no point do I jones for a cigar. You are so full of shit. I, do, I jones for the ritual of it, but it's not a physiological need. I'm telling you. Why can't you just believe me? <laughs> All right, listen, we got a lot to talk about. And, you know, because we have a lot to talk about, it's important that we say that we are, as always, powered by communitycars.com. So now it's going to be you have to prompt me for me yeah. to prompt you to say the thing. It's turtles all the way down. Does that Schedule. reference mean anything to you? Well, I I know what it means, but I, I immediately think of the Sturgill Simpson vinyl I actually just bought, Metamodern um, Country Sounds, um, where that's the title track. That's the first track, I should say, Turtles All the Way Down. It's about uh, his experiences with psychedelic drugs. Fair enough. I don't want to get into what Turtles All the Way Down means, but let's talk about communitycars.com. We... Are coming to Bloomington this Friday, this Thursday. We will be in Bloomington. Ward, I think we need to come up with a pregame for Friday celebration, hype party. We got to okay. come up with something. So let's think about that. Where but is the warmest place in Bloomington? <laughs> we are coming to Bloomington, staying at the graduate as always. Can't wait. And when we are in Bloomington to get us from point A to point B, all the way to Z community cars we get a car from community cars i've bought a car from community cars i've had many friends buy cars from community cars many people that have listened to this podcast have bought cars from community cars and why because everybody has their own need everybody has their own budget everybody has their own costs that they have to deal with and they only have a certain number of dollars to spread over a car the great thing about community cars is call them up email them whatever you need to do to contact them solar flare whatever needs to happen throw one up what do you got well i just i, I was going to ask you honestly do you think community cars has cars with butt warmers yes i have one my car has a butt warmer do you think they have another one they could lend us while we're in bloomington because it's <laughs> going to be 10 degrees you know what the best feature on my car is steering wheel warmer Ooh! when I look, I, I'm not I don't want to upset anybody in good old Indiana here. But when I get into the car at 645 a.m., 7 a.m., and it's a brisk like 50. Oh, my hands are freezing. 
Yeah. I turn yeah. on that steering wheel warmer and it is the greatest thing. I just want to put my whole body on it. It's the greatest. So <laughs> but, the point is community cars will take care of you no matter what your budget is, no matter what kind of car you're looking for, no matter what kind of money per month you want to throw out there. They will help you find the best possible car for you anywhere in their inventory. And if they don't have it in their inventory, they'll look for it at other places and do trades for it. That's remarkable. all you need to know. Communitycars.com. Yeah, great. Okay. Um, do you think Evan appreciated that I worked in a reference to psychedelic drugs before we got into the pitch? Yeah. Well, and now right after the pitch? Yeah, a, a book ending it. A bookend of psychedelic <laughs> wonder. I'm not um, quitting we, those. We got a lot to talk about. You mentioned it. Uh, at the top, so I want to uh, give a little bit more buzz to it because you said the ladies played, I think you said they played great or wonderful. That's not just what they did. They went into Nebraska. The last two games for the ladies have been redonkulous. The first one, they made their first 15 shots. A perfect quarter. A perfect quarter and 20%. It wasn't until two minutes into the second quarter that they missed a shot. It was staggering. And this is coming off of three games in a row for the first time in program history where a different person scored 30 points. <laughs> it was it was McKenzie, uh, Sarah Scalia, and Yarden Garzon all scored 30 consecutive games. And then they come out of that with a 15 for 15 start where Sydney Parrish goes off and finds her stroke. Who do you guard, Eric? Who do you guard? You you honestly, when they're clicking, you can't guard anybody. They have four players who are all clicking right now, including Chloe Moore McNeil, who gets no flowers because all she does is stuff every stat. Points, assists, rebounds. She runs the team. She plays the best defense on the team. It, it is remarkable what they're doing. They went into Nebraska Ward, who was ranked in the net rankings, I believe, 21 when they went into Nebraska. And Nebraska was honoring one of their great all-time players who played like 10 years ago, maybe less than that, seven years ago, I think. Do you know what her name was, her last name was? Pankowski. Cooper. <laughs> she had the last name Hooper. <laughs> They, low, they lowered the thing. They have a jersey hanging. And Indiana goes in there and just boat races them. I mean, boat races a team on the road who was ranked in the top 25 of net, beats them. At one point, we were up by 27 points in the fourth quarter. Could not be a more different scenario than what the men did. <laughs> Very different. But I'm just saying, unbelievable how the women are playing right now. They've only lost one game all year, Ward. You know, the further they get away from that one game and the people who are in attendance for that one game, the better they get. So what could possibly go wrong? So why not you and I get in a car from Bloomington on Saturday morning and head to Iowa City to watch them take on number four ranked in the country and the deity, Caitlin Clark. Oh, your 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 Bronx cheers, your raspberries aren't coming through on Zoom. Oh, well, what I was doing was sticking my tongue out and blowing hard because screw you, Caitlin Clark. I don't care how good you are. We should have beat you twice last year. You hit a lucky shot because Chloe Moore McNeil slipped. Not going to happen. We're going to go into Iowa City and do something. That's what we're going to do. We're going to put a foot in their ass. Look, man, I have no doubt Coach Morin and those ladies will get the job done in Iowa if we're not there. Right. It's true. If we are there and they do not, it will clearly 
be because of us. Yeah. And while we thought we put the jinx to rest last season, clearly when we went up to Palo Alto earlier this year, the the boo birds, if you will, came back out on on Twitter on X and started talking about the curse again. So while you and I both have some reticence about making this road trip because of the conditions we'll be driving in, I'm really more concerned that if we bring the bad juju to the table, we may not be welcome at another ladies game anytime soon. It's a very fair point. Um, Maybe we can ask our guest about it today. Maybe we'll ask our guest about it, Um, but very excited. We will be in Bloomington on Thursday, pregame Friday, see the game Friday night. We picked a game that had a high likelihood of winning because (laughs) our hearts can't take losing and seeing it in person anymore. We just can't do it. So please just beat Minnesota. I mean, we got to beat Minnesota, but let's talk about the men's team. Let's do Uh, it. I don't believe in must wins in January, but because of how this season is going, because of no quad one wins, you cannot lose at home and you definitely cannot lose at home to like unranked teams, no matter how good they seem to be playing. But Ohio State was not a, a ranked team. They are not a quad one win, but a very important game from us. And look, the thing I was most impressed by was we got down by seven in the first half, 30 to 23, and it looked like, oh, no, this could all go south. We, we bring it back. The last 10 seconds of the first half were brutal. But then second half starts and they go on a run. They're up by nine in a blink. But we didn't lay down. We fought back and we gutted out that win. We didn't play great basketball, but we won the game against Ohio State in a game that honestly we had to have. So I'm really happy about the win. Look, it was, as probably everybody listening knows, a difficult scheduling night when you had the Colts game, which was essentially a playoff game, and then the Indiana Hoosiers coming off of that Nebraska debacle. So I was at another friend's house, also a IU and Colts fan. Um, other people were coming over who are more invested in the NFL. So we're like, okay, we'll watch, we'll watch Colts first. It's a playoff game, playoff atmosphere. It's going to be great. And then hopefully we'll watch the Hoosiers later and it won't be terrible. Well, it turns out, entertaining though the Colts game was it was really just like it's it's one of those plays that are are, you'll just remember for a long time that dropped pass the bad pass and the bad drop that ended the entire season which if they'd scored a touchdown and got the extra point and then the Jags lose the next day well I mean we could be sitting here as division champs but we're not here to talk about that because what happened afterwards was to me despite you know some tough stretches um just generally a a more enjoyable game you know there was just uh i guess because it wasn't nebraska it wasn't losing on the road by 16. you were at home you had an engaged crowd you know and look i think ohio state has kind of been a a bit of a measuring stick for us ever since we hired archie and they hired holtman you always kind of want to be like well hopefully we're at least doing better than them and statistically speaking we weren't going into this game but to go ahead and and you know see x Start to really get the run again. Yes. See CJ Gunn. Like, I mean, ooh, there those, it was. Those there were was. the top. Those there's three stories about that game, in my opinion, but from players' perspectives. Overall, it's the turnovers. I mean, we didn't turn the ball over. What? And you're it was crazy. But dude, you don't we've talked about this for how many years, Ward? Everybody can can analyze everything they want. If you just look at 
turnovers. If you have low turnovers, you're going to be in every single game. Like there's just, we should have been blown out of that game. We got out rebounded by like 20. That was scary, but you're right. It didn't matter because it was like, like half a turnover. We had 0.5 turnovers. Yes, it was great. But the three people, I mean, it was X, it was CJ, and it was Malik's continued ascent. The guy just seems when he puts his mind to it, unstoppable. He's shooting it with the left hand. Obviously, he's got that great hook. He can spin the other way. He can use his right hand. He can go under the bucket. He's shooting the three reliably now. Like, it's a weapon for him. The The only thing he doesn't have right now is a facing the basket, you know, dribble around you game. But he may not need it. I mean, he, especially in college, the guy is just crushing it. He needs to be a better rebounder for sure. But man, uh, X was awesome. That was good X. That was Big Ten tournament X of a couple years ago. That's what it was. It's and we need it. It's such it's such a different team. I think, you know, it was not only him being out seven games, but then the prospect of like, what's really wrong? Is he ever going to come back? Is he going to come back and be any good? And for him to be that far along that quickly, that and and you just see the speed and the size and the defense, and you're like, whoa, maybe. Some of those uh, terrible games we had in there while he was gone, maybe we we still would have lost some that we lost, and, but maybe we would have won some of the ones we won by more. But I, I, it's really crazy how much a difference he makes on both ends. Yeah, my one complaint for him in that game was look for your shot more. There were a couple times he passed up an open three and drove it in and nothing really happened. Dude, you're a good three-point shooter. Like you're a 40% three-point shooter since you came to Indiana. Shoot it. Shoot it, shoot it. We need you to shoot it. We don't Um, care how it looks. (laughs) No. Uh, And then I want to touch real quick on football, if we could, because there's more transfers, more James Madison people showing up, the best receiver from James Madison. That wide receiver room is crazy. On paper, the amount of production that this wide receiver room has had at the college D1 level is nuts. I mean, it really is nuts. You have like, four bona fide number one or two receivers in that room. So just increasing depth, but the big news. Sorry. I just wanted to mention, we now have, I I haven't checked it today, but we have 32 running backs on scholarship. (laughs) Well, if each one can just get three yards a game, we should be all right. Um, But the big news that came out today was that Indiana, while they have not officially announced it as of this recording, it looks like it will be announced, that Matt Wilson is going to be brought back to Indiana. He was here during Tom Allen's time as a general manager type for the program. And with him is coming Blake Jackson as director of football operations. I love this move. I think that today's College athletics at the revenue sports, basketball and football, both need a general manager. There's too much going on with, and I truthfully, even if it's just NIL and recruiting, those two things, you need to have somebody who has their eye on the ball on coordinating efforts with how to maximize the coach's time and the program's time for helping the NIL effort. You need somebody who has got an overview of the recruiting world and doesn't get too myopic on any one or two guys. But where are we recruiting? How is that strategy being played out? I just think that that is so important with where this has gone, where sports have gone. I'm really excited about it. It's big time football. Answer me this. 
this is a coach SIG hire or an athletic department hire? Good question. I, I am going to bet that it's going to report to Coach SIG because I don't think he's a guy who would stomach dotted lines. I don't think yeah. Coach SIG would stomach Thad Mata. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, but, well, that certainly wasn't a particularly fruitful or long relationship, but we like the idea. We like the idea, and Thad's clearly doing great in Butler now. But my point being is in this new world that we're in of NIL and recruiting, taking a whole other level of complexity on because of the transfer portal, uh, I do wonder what athletic departments are going to be doing because so often in the NFL, you'll see like a GM will stay on through a couple coaching tenures, you know, and are you going to, you know, what is the hierarchy going to be from program to program, from school to school? You know, I, I don't imagine a world where the IU basketball coach is ever going to be taking marching orders or having to really do what somebody tells them to do but it's it's an interesting thought because you know from like jim mercy's perspective he just has so much trust in the talent talent evaluation of chris ballard you're like okay yeah we got the wrong coach blah 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 but like you know what you're doing you keep drafting like you're doing so i'm just i'm interested in the dynamic if it's not if the gm's not reporting directly to the coach then that that could add some extra drama in the collegiate game. Yeah, I have a feeling this is a coach SIG hire, and this is a guy reporting to him. That said, and this is maybe for a different podcast, the athletic department needs a NIL czar. They need a full-time employee of Indiana Athletics that is just worried about NIL. They need it. You. I have told them they need it. You do it. Hey, if, if asked, I would serve. I serve at the pleasure of the president of Indiana University. <laughs> um, so uh, look, Duke did it. Duke did it. So I, I this is ha going to happen a lot more. But you need a full-time employee that is empowered and can really represent the school and its programs correctly in the NIL space. But anyway, back to football. Really happy that Coach Sig is doing this. Really excited that in 72 hours, we're going to be headed to Bloomington. Can't wait for that. Um, oh, and the other big announcement. HoosierFantasyExperience.com, baby. HoosierFantasyExperience.com is live. The Fantasy Camp 2024 from August 23rd to the 25th or the 22nd to the tw 25th, if you choose the uh, Captain's Club tier, is live. Get your spot now. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The Fantasy Camp is just friendships are made. Oh, I should have had my piece of net to remind you that I did win the championship and you did not. Oh, oh, that you like you didn't have a team. You didn't have coaches. That was all you. It was like a one on one battle because when we played one on one, I won. Yeah, that's I do true. remember that. That Look, see, this is what a this is what an adult does because you said you're you right. Could, you could have said you beat we. me. <laughs> this is what an adult does. You're right. You beat me in a game of one on one. You're right. You guys, especially your starters, beat us no, no, and no. our starters. Now, now, now you want to get into some fucking analytics <laughs> because the bench mob rolled on the, the bench, bench yeah. mob yeah. rolled that championship game. We extended leads. You had I hit metrics. a three pointer in the championship game. 
God, I you know what? I don't remember any of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that the nicotine? Well, no. Otherwise, you wouldn't remember it either. <laughs> so anyway, go to HoosierFantasyExperience.com. Reserve your spot. It is going to be a sensational experience. The fact that Calbert is part of it is just like, I mean, my God, you've got Mike Woodson and Calbert Chaney, two bona fide IU all-time greats who are around the whole weekend. I think we should rename it the Calbert Chaney Hoosier Fantasy Experience. By the way, you also have Jordan Holes. I mean, just think about that, Ward. When I went to my first camp, Victor Oladipo was there. Yeah. Brian Evans was a coach. That's too Derek bad. Elston was a coach. Great. But like Bruiser Flint and those like other guys were around to be your coaches. <laughs> Here you have Calbert Chaney, Mike Woodson, Jordan Holes are just there all weekend. I mean, it's it, what the hell? I mean, it's unbelievable. It is expensive. We get that. But if you've been saving for a rainy day, guess what? It's pouring. Well, and your your money, it's not lining the pockets of some fat cats, certainly not two out in, in Hollywood. Look, it's going right to those players, and That's it's right. making sure they're taken care of. And when recruits come and they're sitting behind the bench at games or they're taking official visits and they're asking the players, hey, do they take care of you here with NIL? They're like, oh, hell yes, they do. That is such a huge weekend for basketball recruiting in that that is one that the athletic department in the basketball program can be like that weekend everybody's getting paid it's the first weekend remember that it's move-in weekend it's the first weekend they've done their summer they go home they come back to be part of the regular school enrollment and school starting and at the end of their very first weekend before classes start they get a sizable check. It is awesome for recruiting, like you said. It is quick, fast, easy, fun money for them. It's great for the program. Ward, we got a guest to get to. Oh, yeah, let's go. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, she is here. But, of course, it's a complete mystery as to exactly who she is. I'll tell you this. She can score a lot of points. She can play good basketball, but you probably want more details, so I'm going to turn it over to my good friend Eric for that. Hailing from Stillwater, Minnesota, which, by the way, I thought would be a good nickname for her, Stillwater, because she's always just even keel, Stillwater. Anyway, hailing from Stillwater, Minnesota, where she played on her varsity basketball team in eighth grade. I mean, just that doesn't make any sense. She was ranked the number 56 guard in the country, according to ESPN. She was the St. Paul area Athena Award winner. She was two-time All-State selection, four-time All-Conference honoree. She was the Pioneer Press East Metro Girls Basketball Player of the Year as a senior, where she shot 41.5% from three and 87% from the free throw line. She led her team to back-to-back -to -back state tournaments for the first time in 31 years. She then committed to Minnesota and played there for a few years yeah. where she was big 10 freshman uh, on the big 10, all freshman team. She was all big 10 honorable mention her freshman year. She was all academic big 10, her sophomore year, all big 10 honorable mention coaches and media, her sophomore year, all big 10 second team, 2021 to 22. She was the Ann Myers Drysdale award preseason, a watch list, 2023, all big 10 honorable mention last year. Of course, after her junior year at Minnesota, she made the best decision of her life and she transferred to Indiana university where she had just an awesome first year, helped Indiana to a number one 
one seed, a Big Ten outright championship. And then her this year, which I guess is called the super senior year, she is just rolling. I mean, it, I, it, it's stupid, the stats so far this year. She is averaging 15.6 points per game at 45.8% from three and 92% from the free throw line. She did miss two free throws, though, which I'm sure really pissed her off last game. We're going to talk about that. She has an assist-to-turnover ratio of three to one. She's at her career high in assists, career low in turnovers. She's rolling. Indiana's rolling. We love her. Welcome, Sarah Scalia. All right. Thank you for having me. How about that intro? Yeah, that was quite the intro. I was not expecting all that. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what, what, um, as I read through those things, it does one thing jump out to you as like the thing you are most proud of? I mean, not really. I mean, it was definitely the state, this whole state tournament thing was really big at Stillwater because we hadn't done that in quite some years. That was big. And then, uh, definitely transferring to Indiana was one of the best decisions I've made. So, yeah. All right. Well, look Very at good. you. You're full of Hoosier now. For those not watching, we got an IU Trident flag in the back. We got a really fresh hat going on there. What What does it feel like? Because, you know, you're from Minnesota. That's the big home, Big Ten school. Um, You know, the Twin Cities, great part of the country. We love it. But Bloomington is the greatest city in the world. How How is Hoosier Nation different from where you came from? Oh, yeah. I mean – Around here, a, a lot of people know who you are. Um, they know you're on the women's basketball team. Obviously, basketball is, is a really big thing here in Indiana. Um, and just the fans are different. They know a lot about you. I I go to different food places, different stores, and people come up to me saying congrats and all this stuff and people I've never seen before. So it's it's, it's a lot of fun, and there's a lot of support here for sure. I am going to definitely be conflating a couple things here because I am just uh, I'm watching the show The Crown on Netflix. Are you familiar with this television program? I haven't seen it. OK, well, it's about the royal family and the last two seasons are really about Princess Diana and Princess Diana is way before your time. But I remember when she died, I was at Indiana and these last couple episodes are all about Diana dealing with the fame. And she doesn't like the fame and the pictures and the, I would imagine you get talked to all the time, people asking to take pictures, that kind of stuff. Do you like it? Is that fun for you or is it too much? Um, I definitely don't mind it. I mean, it's definitely uh, cool seeing people, especially like young kids that look up to me and um, want to uh, like, play their game like me like I've had a lot of different kids come up to me talking about stuff they've done in their game and stuff like that so that's definitely cool um I'm definitely more of like a low-key kind of person so I'm not you know very social with it so that's probably the only thing I'd say but it's definitely it's cool meeting a lot of fans so we're we're into the Big Ten season now it's January and let's just do a check-in you know obviously the team's rolling you're rolling is this is everything kind of going except for Palo Alto, and that's our fault because we were there. That's our that's our bad. We all <laughs> the know one that's game you lost. We were there. So besides that game, is this just all kind of going according to plan? Um, yeah, I would say we've definitely made a lot of progress, even in our wins early on. Um, there was a lot of things we needed to work on. So I think we've definitely 
um, really paid attention to the little things, especially on defense and like knowing personnel and stuff, um, especially as we go into the Big Ten, that's really big. So I'd say we pl we're playing really well right now. We're playing really good together. Um, and especially defensively, we've, we've gotten um, held these Big Ten teams that we played so far uh, to a pretty good number so far. So we're trying to keep that going. Let's just put it in context here. You've played 14 basketball games this year. You've scored double digits in 12 of the 14. I just want to read this stat. You have three games of three threes. You have one game of four threes. You have three games of five threes and one game of eight threes. That accounts for eight of the 14 games. Are you and have you been in a zone since this season started? And clearly you've gone up a notch from where you were last year. What is different? What what has changed? Um, I would say it was definitely a little hard last year, kind of coming into a whole new program. And obviously this this program is really successful, um, playing with a lot of good players. So it was kind of hard to adapt to that and kind of know my role. But definitely as the offseason and preseason went on this year, I felt a lot more confidence just uh, within the program. Um, and then playing under Coach Morin for sure. And um, yeah, I've just, uh, it's been, I mean, I think it's really just my confidence starting in preseason that's really led to how I'm doing uh, so far this year. Um, and obviously it's, it's fun playing with Matt because she kind of opens it up on the floor for me. Um, she's going to have to get double because a lot of attention towards her, which definitely opens it up for our perimeter players for sure. I do wonder because in terms of working out the, the, the kinks, if you will, in the first stretch of the season, I think a lot of that, at least from the outside, it's like, well, you don't have Grace Berger anymore. Like you have tons of great players, but what, how do you guys in your mind how do you play differently now um, on really on both ends of the floor when you, you lose a talent like that and you kind of have to reacclimate to each other and what it's going to be like out there? How does it feel or look different to you now? Oh, uh, yeah, I think, well, one thing Coach Morin always kind of focused on was how each one of us coming back, uh, especially the starting five we have now, is going to have to play a little bit of a bigger role. Uh, with Grace leaving because she she helped us a lot um, on both ends of the court. So I think everyone's kind of stepped up um, in their role. Um, and then just obviously there's a lot more confidence of us starting five for sure, playing together another year um, helps a lot because we've all had at least a year under our belt together. So um, the chemistry is definitely uh, there with us and we're really close in that sense. So I think that helps for sure. Do you have like inside competitions between you and Sid and Yarden about who's going to hit the most threes in a game. And like Sid starts off like five of five and oh my God, she's going to hit like 12. And then you're like, Oh, wait a minute, second half. I'm going to hit some here. Now I got five. What's up? Like, do you guys like go back and forth on that on the bench at all or in timeouts? Uh, not really. I mean, we kind of just hype each other up. If like, like last game, Sid had th hit those like four threes kind of back in a row against Nebraska and we're just kind of hyping each other up. I mean, we all know kind of there's going to be a different game for one of us to be on. Um, and so we all, we all know that. And it's kind of why our team is so good and kind of hard to guard because one of us is going to be on. So I think we kind of just all just hype each other up. We're really happy for each other. And it's definitely fun playing with 
so many other three-point shooters. Yeah, well, let's talk about that 15 for 15 start the other <laughs> night, which was ridiculous. And by the way, only, I would say only one of those 15 maybe shouldn't have gone in, yeah. but the luck was on their side. And that was your shot that just joined to the back of the rim and just <laughs> fell into the bucket. It was unbelievable. Um, have you ever been a part of a team where something like that even close to happened? Oh, no. I mean, I've never I, – I didn't even realize until after the game. But, yeah, that's – I mean, looking back, it's kind of crazy. You um, didn't know till after the game that you guys hit 15 shots in a row? Yeah, no. Me and Mac found out in media. Someone told us. And we're like, You just thought that? that was normal? You thought it was normal <laughs> that every shot you take goes in? <laughs> we didn't – yeah, we, we didn't know that. We were 100% field, but definitely we had a good start. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Like no doubt in that program, the special sauce is is hard work, and I wonder for you. Obviously, that that was advertised when you were coming there. That was part of the allure. But when you actually got in there, and now and now you've been there. It's your second season. Some of the youngsters are looking up to you. Um, do you do you guys just can continue to push yourselves to work harder? Like compared to even when you first got to Bloomington. Uh, is it like, oh, who's in the gym first? Who's in the gym last? Who's getting the most shots? Is is that a competition? Oh, yeah. I would say definitely how much work you put in or when you're in the gym is definitely something everyone kind of pays attention to. And it's it's what makes our program so special. It's something, you know, I have never been a part of, um, you know, from top to bottom on the roster, everyone's always in the gym getting extra work in. So uh, we definitely put in our extra work. And I'd say sometimes it gets a little competitive with who's in the gym and who's not, but um, we all, we all know we work hard and, and we put in the work for sure to get uh, to where we are now. What do you call yourself? Are you, when people say, what year are you? What, what do you say? Are you say I'm a I senior? Fifth year. You say fifth year. You don't, have you ever said I'm a super senior? No, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's hop in the time machine and go back to you as a kid in Stillwater do you like the idea of that being your nickname? Stillwater? Yeah. Sarah. Yeah, it. And it has the S. Sarah Stillwater Scalia. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you just seem so still on the court. You Nothing gets you rattled, it seems like. Well, I've never had that nickname before, but I, I don't mind it because I love Stillwater. I definitely. It was a Have you good had other nicknames? Have you had other nicknames? Well, at minute, like I was called, like sometimes people would call me like just silly, like that's what they would know me as, like keep it short. But wait, wait, as what? Silly? Silly? Silly, like not still water, but silly. Oh, silly. Oh, that's, yeah. cool. that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, not really any nicknames. Okay. Um, tell let's us hop about, in. Well, yeah, yeah, let's tell us about Stillwater. You know, what, what is it like growing up in Stillwater and where in that childhood? Did you find the game of basketball? Well, from an early age, I think my dad kind of got me into basketball and I kind of went from there. But I think a big thing growing up was I always went to like the same gym and there would be all the same people there and stuff. And there would never be any girls there, but like all the same guys would come and, and it would be really fun just playing pickup and stuff. So that was one thing uh, in Stillwater. We'd always have our little group of playing pickup games growing up and stuff, which definitely got competitive and it was, it was fun. So that's definitely kind of where the competitiveness came from. All right. So 
when did you start realizing that you were pretty good at this thing called basketball? Um, I mean, I would say maybe, I mean, I played up my younger years and traveling, but I mean, the eighth grade, playing in eighth grade on varsity was definitely, um, yeah, that's something something. Yeah, something not a lot of people do. And then just I kept getting better throughout my high school years. And then I kind of realized I wanted to keep doing this and um, had really big aspirations to play uh, in college and play at a high level. Well, clearly your parents had a big influence on you. First, they gave you the genetics you needed to be able to play high level uh, division one. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, both like say, cause your dad with the basketball, your mom with other sports, how hands on were they with helping you develop your game? Um, and, and what were they like sort of uh, away from sport? Like, was it like, okay, you can go to the gym, but first you got to hit the books or, or what was the dynamic in your household that, that created Stilly? Um, I mean, I would say. My dad was definitely, he's the biggest one in the basketball. He's kind of motivated me and pushed me throughout um, all my years growing up. Um, and he would always rebound for me, um, help me in the gym with just little things on my game. Um, but then he was also really hard on me. We've kind of had fights going back and forth. But in the end, obviously, uh, he made me better, a better player for sure. And my mom was kind of on the other side of the whole competitiveness. Like she would always kind of keep me mellow, keep me like, you know, level-headed um and she was always super supportive and she just kind of wanted me to do what I loved and obviously that was basketball so it was kind of evened out as far as the competitiveness and like the support and love I got from her too so um that was definitely good and then I just kind of there wasn't really anything outside of sport that they really had anything I mean at the end of the day I was in the gym probably every single day especially in high school and I just I really loved the game and really loved playing so I was kind of addicted to just getting better and being in the gym did you have uh players that you looked up to or people that you modeled your game after or thought I want to add that I want to play like that um well Maya Moore was my favorite player growing up for sure we what we had watched the links like we had season tickets for them for like eight years during her years so she was definitely somebody I really loved watching. And then as I kind of got older, I really liked uh, Trey Young's game. Just um, makes sense. Yeah, how he plays, shooting the three, the floater, and everything like that. So, yeah. I'm surprised Steph Curry wasn't mentioned because there's a lot of Steph in your game, it seems. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely watched Steph Curry, and obviously I love seeing him play and how he kind of creates his own shot and stuff like that. But I would just say I – I kind of followed Trey Young when he was in AAU and then kind of grew up, like got into the NBA and how successful he's been. So that was uh, something just like really cool to watch. You are a long range shooter. Your, your range just seems unlimited. Shooting threes is very hard. And you <laughs> should, you can know that by uh, watching Ward shoot threes. Oh my God. It's, it's such an effort. Just it to, doesn't just get to the rim. It just the distance to get it there, much less accuracy. Right, yeah. right. So, like, how did that become so part of your game? Was it just emulating people like Trey Young? Or, or like, did you do something to work on that shot specifically? How did that, the three ball, become a specialty? Well, I 
feel like I just remember being younger and I used to always shoot threes just like at a really long young age like probably when I no one really else shot threes in my game um and I just kind of kept going from there I mean as I was like in traveling and in high school it was kind of the only thing I worked on so that's how I think it got like really just consistent and um how I shoot deep threes I don't know I just feel like I used to practice it all the time I used to just mess around kind of shoot half court shots and stuff like that too so um, and I knew, you know, a lot of teams are going to be able to guard me like at the line and stuff. So um, ex ex like extending my distance from three is definitely a lot harder to guard as well. So you said, you know, hey, I'm playing on varsity in eighth grade. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, at least in Stillwater. Right. But you're you're playing against other competition and maybe because your parents both played collegiate athletics you you started at a younger age to just assume you would too but when when did you realize like oh i'm not just good in my town or in the region of the state but like i'm i'm gonna be good enough to play at a, at a really high collegiate level and start consciously working towards that um yeah i think it definitely helps with my confidence from my my high school coach and my aau coach i, I played for a really um good AAU team and I loved uh, my coaches there so I think a big thing was playing and um, I played in EYBL and, and played for a good AAU team which um, kind of helped get my name out there for sure um, playing against some of the best um, other players in AAU and I just I just kept working and kind of got offers as it went on I didn't really know like how many offers I get, like my level of talent I really had at that moment. But um Do you I remember guess... your first offer? I mean not really. And that but must be nice. You just must like so nice. many came in, you're like, I I can't remember. Put put it in the bin. Yeah. Put it in the bin. Yeah, yeah, I did have a bin. Did you really? Yeah, I had a big bin. I would just put all the letters in. Did you know state school, hometown school, basically, that Minnesota was where you wanted to go from an early time? Or did you really go through a process? Um, I mean, Minnesota was definitely somewhere I wanted to go just because I grew up watching them and everything. Um, and then it was kind of hard because right as I was around the time to like commit, they had like head coach change and everything. But I still want to stay at Minnesota. So at the end of the day, I committed to my home state. And how did you commit? Did you do a press conference? Uh, I think I just committed on the phone. Did you? Good, good, good. Yeah. The other <laughs> bullshit is so stupid. It's just yeah. so stupid. Um, all right, let's get to know Sarah off the court with a little game that I like to call this or that. We're just going to give you two options. You got to pick the option. And if we want to dive in deeper on that, We'll dive in. I'll start. Hamburger or hot dog? Hot dog. Ooh, what do you put on your hot dog? Just ketchup. That's it? Yep. Are you like a ketchup freak? Like, do you put ketchup on eggs and stuff? No, no, no. Okay, but hot dog, ketchup. Yeah. I like that. Ward? Hip-hop or Country. Country. Give us some artists. Who are you listening to? Oh, I really like Morgan Wallen. I mean, yeah. 
I'm not a whole like a really big music girl I will say though like I don't think that's that's not something that's gonna like really hype me up pregame or anything like that I'm, I'm just more yeah keep it chill what does what what hypes you up before the game um shooting that's about it I mean shoot or shoot that's what Good they Lord. <laughs> can we get more eligibility for you I I just that's like the perfect answer okay movies or tv shows i don't really watch either i probably uh i don't know i don't watch do you have a favorite movie of all time even from when you were a kid no oh my god all you do is play basketball (laughs) do you want us to give you one we will give you one yeah yeah please hoosiers Hoosiers. oh okay it's perfect it's perfect hoosiers you got one now there you go. Yeah, and this, have you ever seen that movie, by the way? No. No. Oh, the the star of the movie, the character's name <laughs> is Jimmy Chitwood, and he can just shoot lights out. You're Jimmy Chitwood. I mean, okay. you are Jimmy Chitwood. Okay. So need to... Jimmy Jimmy Stillwood. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm like Sarah. This isn't even your fault. I th- we're going to talk to Coach Morin about this. Okay. Yeah, I'm like look, day one on campus. Get the Minnesota girl in front of the movie Hoosiers. I agree. That's that's how you real failure, real failure. All right, we'll give us some more of this or that. Cookie or ice cream? Ice cream. Flavor. Vanilla. Where do you go for ice cream in Bloomington? I don't I don't really I don't know. I don't eat ice cream a whole lot, I'm not gonna lie. Are you a real healthy eater? Um yeah, I try to be. Yeah, what give us like a daily breakdown. What's like normal for breakfast, lunch and dinner? Well, breakfast I usually just have like eggs and a bagel, but I will say like Qdoba is I love Qdoba. That's like one really? of my favorite. Yeah. What do you Qdoba. what's your what's your go-to order there? Well, I just get the chicken. I mean, it's pretty basic. Chicken, yeah, queso, um lettuce cheese like i'm not a big like um i'm a really picky eater i'll tell you that like, really i get you don't like vegetables do you not really no. you're not going to get a salad with a bunch of colors in it no don't. no 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 you want a hot dog and ketchup yeah mm-hmm. i like that all right pizza or pasta pasta 100 whoa what kind of pasta let me guess spaghetti and meatballs yeah, um, pretty basic pasta with like yeah. red sauce. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Jet skiing or snow skiing? Jet skiing. Really, coming from Minnesota, what have you 10, been jet skiing? Lakes? In your life? Ten thousand lakes, bro. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. True. <laughs> only like two months a year, but right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Are you an ice skater? No, I've never ice skated in my life. I don't think. You, you have no memory of ice skating ever in your life? I don't think I've ever put on, like, ice skates, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, this is a, you live a very interesting life. Focused. All right. Focused life. <laughs> it's very focused. Yeah, it is. Book or magazine? Book. Do you have a favorite book? Um, not really. Okay. But you'd rather like dive into a book than do short form magazine stuff? Yeah. Like I'm reading like a book called My G- Mind Gym right now. It's pretty good. 
what's it called mind what mind gym like it's about your mental approach yeah, to the mental, game yeah yeah oh that's cool do you tend to read more non-scripted or uh fiction non-fiction stuff yeah yeah for sure yeah that's cool Very you know cool. how they say some people skip leg day yeah i skipped mind day i skipped it every time <laughs> every time and i also <laughs> skipped leg day um okay all right um blue or pink blue that's yeah, my, I see that you you're you're like point. a badass, right? Like you're not like a like look, you've got on your team, I love the variety on your team because you've got Sydney who goes full out mm-hmm. makeup, eyelashes, you know, everything for a game, and you put on a headband and you're like, let's just go get this son of a bitch, right? <laughs> like yeah. you're more the rugged type, like country. She's more the pop Taylor Swift, I feel. Oh, hundred percent. Right on. Yeah, I nailed that. Yeah. Um all right, wait, I got a good one. Transition three or step back three? Oh gosh, this one's hard. Mm, probably, I'll probably say step back. Yeah. yeah. I don't even understand how a step back happens. I've tried it, like just screwing <laughs> around. Doesn't make any sense to me. I can't get the feet right. The ball doesn't go anywhere. It just makes no sense to me how that happens. And you do it so effortlessly. It's amazing. Yeah, I love the step back three. So I I guess with this or that, it's left me wondering when coach says, you got to leave the gym, Sarah. You got to get out of here. We're locking up. I know you have keys. Um, <laughs> what when when you just must get away from the game mentally as well as physically, what do you do to to relax? We know recovery is important. What do you do to to step away before you go right back? Um, I feel like I, I don't know. I mean, I like to just kind of try and keep it like really low key. I like to just, I'll either probably like read a book or do like a puzzle or something like super chill, just like in the apartment and kind of just like relax my mind. Cause it can definitely, you know, get a little stressful, especially, you know, in the season and stuff like that. So definitely working on, you know, the mental side of it for sure. And just easing my mind. You don't seem like somebody who's uh, just scrolling social media for hours at a time. Yeah, no, I definitely try to stay off social media a lot, probably as much as I can, especially when it comes to, you know, I don't know, the season and stuff just to, you know. Not worth it. Yeah, stay away, not worry about it. Um, All right, let's get back to your story here. So you go to Minnesota, you, you have an amazing three years there. Uh, especially your junior year. I mean, you just get better and better. You're scoring over 17 points a game. You are the key player on that team. Um, you get as many shots as you want. You could have, I mean, just ridden out your career there and been an all-time great, you know, uh, and at your home state school. So I, I can only imagine how difficult it was to make the decision to leave all that. What, when did you start putting it in your head that, that you might look and, and ultimately what was the, having the perspective on it now, what was the reason for doing so? Um, yeah, I think, you know, especially as I was going into my third season there, um, I definitely was pretty successful as far as myself, but I think a big thing for me was I was just 
really competitive as far as I wanted to win. And I wanted to be surrounded by, by players that, that were competitive too and wanted to win um, just as much as I did. So it kind of got hard there at the end of my, my third year at Minnesota, just as far as the, the team dynamic and um, the competitiveness. Um, it was just, I think that was like the biggest thing. And then we had a lot of transfers and we were about to start, like kind of have a restart year the next year, which is not something I wanted. And so then, you know, season ended and um, I definitely, it was definitely a really hard decision to leave and everything. Um, and had to talk it over with with my family and and friends and stuff for sure and then ultimately you know my goal was just really to just win and win at a high level especially in college before I graduated so um, yeah put my name into the portal having no idea where I wanted to go yet Um, but then I visited here and and I committed on my visit so that kind of speaks for itself so that was it it was the visit yeah I committed on my last day of the visit in person so 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 break down what occurred during that visit and probably more importantly who you were interacting with that visit that that just was like okay this person that place these things these are the ingredients to my decision to come here just just unlimited hot dogs no definitely not (laughs) yeah but um i think well right when i got there it was just like it felt like really, I mean, everyone was super supportive and um, wherever we went, like whether it was out to eat or something with Coach Morin and the assistant coaches and something, like everyone knew like Coach Morin, Coach Box, everyone knew him. And it was kind of cool just to see that um, and see all the support they received um, just going on, walking on campus and stuff like that. So it was definitely cool to see. And then um, I had a long talk with Grace and Max specifically, and that definitely led to my decision for sure just as far as um how they said they they do stuff around around here around indiana um and just how hard they work and and how much they're determined to to want to win um and especially win a lot in the big 10 and and, yeah do you um i'm i'm not jumping forward but this is going to sound like i am do you have aspirations to play professionally yeah so Obviously, to do that, you got to, you know, people got to recognize your skill. You got to impress them. They either got to draft you or you got to sign on somewhere internationally. When you made the decision to leave Minnesota, where the spotlight was clearly on you and come to a place that had Grace Berger and had Mackenzie Holmes and had all these other pieces lined up. And I think when you committed, Sydney had already committed as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So Sydney was coming in. um, Yarden had committed. They had Chloe. There were a lot of pieces there. There's no doubt that your personal stats were going to take a hit. I mean, they just, they have to, right? You have to sacrifice for the team. But did that ever bother you? Like, did that ever, did you ever think about that at all? Um. Well, I definitely thought about it. I think the biggest thing through the transfer process was, you know, what, which of those players would have wanted me on their team, especially with, you know, kind of, how I played at Minnesota, obviously my role was going to change, but I wanted them to be, you know, obviously accepting of, of playing with me too as well. So I think that was a big thing. And um, I knew a hundred percent that I was not going to have the same role, obviously, as I did at Minnesota and getting all those shots and kind of um, running the offense as I did at Minnesota, pretty much anywhere else. But that was kind of the reason why I transferred was just because I wanted to be on more of a 
a winning team and kind of have that competitive um, mindset. Well, and you you came to a program that really was taken to beyond new heights, just like Indiana basketball has has never been like this in the women's game until Coach Warren got here. You can't go back 20 years, 50 years, 100 years and be like, oh, yeah. Um, so, so really she has ushered in a whole new era of basketball, and we love her. She's been on the show several times. I don't know if she's going to talk to us after that Stanford game. We'll see. we got to <laughs> dig ourselves out of the hole yeah. on that one. Look, I have uh, said this in public and to her. She's my best friend. Now, <laughs> she's not my best friend, and she will never be my best friend, her choice. But <laughs> I want her to be my best friend because I love everything about her. So she's my best friend. Yeah. But from your perspective, Sarah. <laughs> oh, was that not a question? That question wasn't for me? I think it was a great aside. I think oh, it was thanks. perfectly placed. But I'll now wait we're for just, my question. I'll wait we're for gonna my keep, question. Yeah, we're going to keep moving this way. <laughs> what... I guess you'd say, what makes her so special? That's kind of big in general. What specifically have you learned about the game of basketball from Coach Morin that you didn't really understand before you got to Bloomington? Um, I mean, she's taught me a lot of different things as far as basketball. And obviously, I listen to everything she says. Um, she's definitely someone I look up to just as far as how how she coaches our team and how she wants our players to play. Um. But I think a big thing that for her is just always working hard um, and obviously controlling the things you can control. Um, it's obviously going to be a lot of ups and downs, um, especially throughout the season, um, but kind of just staying level-headed and uh, controlling what you can control is something that she she definitely emphasizes a lot. And, and it helps as far as when me specifically, it comes to like an off shooting day or something like that. Um, just focusing on little things and the things I can control is uh, definitely something that I try to do. So, like, you can control not necessarily how many shots go down in a given game, but you can go back into the gym that night and put up 100 more or 1,000 more, whatever you do? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always been about the work, but, like, coming to Indiana, they always um, hound on being, you know, about the work and obviously how your work's going to pay off and – uh, putting in the work gives you a lot of more confidence. So that's something I always do is, is knowing I, I kind of did everything I could to, to be the best player I can be. And um, that just comes with uh, putting in the work. What's the most threes you've hit in a game at any level? I think it was nine and it was at Minnesota. So, yeah. You almost reached it. You almost got there. I did. I was close. You Practice were close. by yourself shooting around. How many threes have you hit in a row? What's your 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 all time? Did you just say how many have you hit in a row? H i t t e n. See, this is what Eric does. He just waits, just like a vulture, for me to make a tiny mistake so he can pounce on it and make himself feel better. Well, I hope you do. He I nailed it. Do. He nailed it. Oh god. So yeah, how many have you hit in a row? You like just in the gym? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. You don't count? I mean, not really, but no, I've never, I don't think I've ever counted. You think you've so, hit 30 in a row? Oh, yeah, I've definitely hit 30. 50? 50's up there now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you don't track like number of makes and misses, like how do you know? How do you know? Did somebody just come in the room? Did somebody just come in the room? It looked like you were looking at somebody. 
Are you talking about me? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Do you have a roommate? No, I live by myself off campus. Do yes. you? I lived by myself my super senior year. It but was the I, best. But I bet people would room with Sarah. It was just that none. There were no takers. For you. I just had a door open. I'm like, I'll pay. A, a second <laughs> empty bedroom. Yeah. No one came in. I lived in a seven bedroom house. Um, uh, so so how do you track when you go for a workout and you, you get your shots up? How do you track what's a good like like you made progress that day or not? Is it just feel? Um, oh yeah, it's definitely feeling that at the end of always my shooting workouts, I'll like, end on a make and like the make has to, it, it takes a lot for like it to be the right make. Like sometimes I'll end up shooting probably like a hundred shots or something till, till I feel good, um, and feel, you know, right with how I ended my workout. Do you know Steve Alford? Do you know the history of Steve Alford on the men's side? No. So Steve Alford was, um, played in the eighties, led Indiana to a national title in 87, but played for Newcastle in high school and was the best shooter on the men's side in the history of maybe one of the best shooters in the history of the game. He only played one year with the three point shot. Uh, cause it was, it was, uh, made legal in 87. And what was his percentage worth? Like 56%. Yeah, it was, like I mean, it's, it was, still but he was known for when he was done with a shooting workout, he had to hang the net. He, but like, you know what that means? No. So, you know, this isn't a thing anymore because I think the nets aren't the same. It mm. used to be that the nets were like either made of a different substance or long enough that the perfect shot would cause the net to splash oh. back up and get, you know, tangled up on the rim. Okay. Yeah. He, he would not leave the gym until he hung the net after uh, a workout. So it's like, you've got the same thing, just different mechanics. Yes. That's definitely relatable. What favorite. does it have a sound or is it a look? What is it for you? It's just the feel and the look of how it goes in the basket. And then I just has to feel right all around pretty much. Eric mentioned progress. How do you know you're progressing? I wonder what specifically at this point in your career are you looking, you know, just, just the, the fine points of your game or something bigger to add to your game? What are you trying to progress on right now individually? Oh, I would say definitely my consistency as far as whether it's my mid-range or getting all the way to the basket um, is definitely something I've kind of tried focusing on, like when teams take away my three-point shot or, or like chasing me on staggers and stuff and like that, um, being able to take them off the bounce and, and finishing around the hoop is, is something I want to make progress on, especially the second half of the season uh, for sure. Well, it is definitely something that's already you can you can track. I mean, you are finishing at the rim much better than you did last year. You um you look like stronger this year. Did, did was that something that you worked on to like you look like you're going for the contact now where last year you seemed to either avoid it or you'd get bumped off your spot pretty easily and now it seems like you're finishing through contact. You got more and ones happening. Uh is is was that a conscious thing over the off season? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, working on getting to the free throw line was something I've been focusing on and something coach uh, wants me to, to do. It definitely is uh, just be more aggressive and uh, kind of go into the contact uh, and not shine away from it. Cause uh, when I get to the line, obviously um, I've made a pretty good percentage so far in my career. So that's, that's something I'm focused on um, is kind of going into the contact, not shy away from it. Real quick on free throws. Last year, you shot 1.78 free throws per game. 
This year so far, you're at 2.6, a pretty big jump. And obviously you shoot about 92%. I got to tell you, I was not familiar with your game until you came to Indiana. I remember you lighting us up when you played for Minnesota and pissing me off, truthfully. (laughs) But whatever. Then you come to Indiana, and I remember watching you shoot free throws at the beginning. And I'll just be honest, it makes me nervous. Because most people, when they shoot a free throw, they take a couple dribbles, they take a deep breath, they set (laughs) themselves. Yeah. You make a dribble and just, it's like you're doing pop a shot. (laughs) right like you just it's like mindless you just go 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 it just goes quick out of your hand when did you develop this routine and it is automatic and you do it the same way it's it's mechanical you're a robot it's like you're one of those machines that does it uh when did that develop your routine oh i've had this routine since as far as i can remember it's it's pretty simple but i've never i've never changed it um for as long as I can remember. I just, I'm big on just consistency if I have something down. So I've just continued to work on that routine. It's Papa shot. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. One, two, boom, boom. You take yeah. no breath. You just go. The anti-Giannis. I actually yeah. like it because as I've watched it more, it actually, I, I'm obviously beyond impressed by it because to shoot 92% is crazy. By the way, you would have been a lot higher, but you missed two. Yeah. How pissed off were you the last game when you missed those two? No, I was really mad. I just tried to keep it together and I had to go right into the locker room after because it was the end of the half, so that didn't help too much, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk real quick. We'll just touch on a couple things from your first season at Indiana. There were tons of highlights. Um, your year, personally, a little up and down, started great, then ran into a, a bit of a slump mid-season and then got it back for the end. We, I, I was told, and I don't know if it's true, but I was told you got really sick throughout the, at, at a certain point in the year, didn't get talked about. I think you even lost a bunch of weight while that was happening, and, and it kind of coincided with your shooting slump. Um, how long, is that true? And how long did it take you to kind of get out of that? Yeah, well, I had COVID for the first time, which definitely did not help when I was here at Indiana. And um, that's kind of then it kind of went downhill from there. But then around this time last year, my our apartment flooded. So I was in a hotel for about, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And it was just kind of a mess, like all around. There was a lot going on. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was definitely sick. I had a, like trying to figure out something with my breathing and stuff so there was a lot going on my first year here but um yeah I kind of I definitely felt better as as the year went on and got towards the end of the season well yeah you I mean you shot in your I was just looking at the stats your real quick your your first eight games you shot 37 percent from three your next 12 games about 20 percent and then your final 12 games 42.1 percent I mean you were smoking so um, what there were so many highlights. I mean, first off, Grace going down in Vegas was scary as hell. But you guys put it together and then and figured out only had one stumble against Michigan State there when when Grace was gone. But you smoked North Carolina, who was a top ten team at the time. You beat Iowa. You win the Big Ten championship. What do you have a personal or team highlight from last season? Um, I mean, definitely beating Iowa at home was, was a really fun experience, kind of crazy atmosphere too and everything. Um, and then obviously the end of that Purdue game, just clinching the big 10 champs was obviously something I'll never forget. It's 
never do you know Sarah just I'm sorry what I just you're gonna understand why I have to jump in here two of the people on this call know the feeling of climbing a ladder and cutting nets down at assembly hall two of them two of the people on this call nobody's <laughs> listening for his glory you know what I mean we're here for you saying, Sarah two we're, of us we, we want to hear about Sarah's success. Oh, Sarah, right. So Sarah, th thank you. a lot more of it. <laughs> thank you for bringing me back to Sarah. How cool was that? Just walk us through the end of that game and knowing that you got it clinched outright before the end of the year. You even have one more game left, but it doesn't matter. You get to climb that ladder and take a snip of the net. What was that feeling like? It's what you transferred for. Yeah, no, it was definitely kind of surreal and kind of it all came together a little bit for me there at the end, um, just knowing that this is kind of why I came to Indiana and um, it's super fun winning. Um, that's obviously, you know, we work a lot towards the preseason offseason um, with with our goal to win. And that's that's what we did. So definitely like when your hard work, hard work pays off, um, it, it ends up being really fun and, and it feels good. Take us through hearing your team's name announced as a number one seed. And then what what was it like going to the NCAA tournament as a number one seed and everything that goes along with March Madness? Oh yeah, it was definitely the number one seed when we figured that out. That was that was just crazy. Like I remember always watching number one seeds, even if I didn't know the team play in the tournament and stuff like that. So um knowing that we were one of them was was pretty cool. Um it's definitely, you know, something not a lot of people can can say they they did so um that was cool and then the ncaa tournament obviously was was a big goal of mine so just kind of cherishing um the moment and everything that came with it it had to leave a bad taste in your mouth though i mean as great yeah. as everything was you get to the second round you're hosting a game you run into the buzzsaw of miami and look there's reasons you know mac wasn't full strength a lot of stuff was going on um how much motivation does that give you for coming back for this year's super senior year um, to to take that taste and not not repeat it? Oh, yeah, that I mean, it was just a feeling I never want to feel and certainly our team never wants to feel like again. Um, and we definitely we have that in the back in the back of our heads, um, the back of our hearts, just knowing that that's how our season ended. And then just the locker room after the game and all that is something. We're not going to just forget about, especially um, this year. And obviously we have the same kind of goals we did as last year. So we want to definitely uh, make the most out of it, um, go further. And it's definitely something that, that, that'll motivate us, especially as we come to the end of the season. Stillwater, we need your honest opinion. You're not going to hurt our feelings. We're flying back to Bloomington this weekend. We're going to watch the, the men's game at Minnesota. We have a car rented to drive to Iowa City to watch you guys play the dreaded Hawkeyes. Mm -hmm. But if you honestly think that hurts your chance of winning, because there are a lot of people who do think if Eric and I are there, it will hurt your chances. <laughs> but if you think it or you think the consensus of the team believes that, we will not make that trip. No, I think you should make the trip. I think... I mean, that's really all I got to say, but our, yeah, our team's a whole lot better than we were a couple months ago. So would you be okay if we got in a fight with like a dozen <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye fans, even if they're all women? <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Of course. Anyone Iowa fan related, go ahead. <laughs> would you be okay <laughs> 
if Caitlin does something stupid, like she does every game, if <laughs> mm -hmm. I come onto the court and do something about it, would that be wrong? Well, I would hate for us, you know, as a team to get in trouble for it. But like if the buzzer sounds and the game's over, we want, go ahead and do whatever you want, you know? By the way, you just gave me a great idea. Why don't I dress in Iowa gear and just throw <laughs> shit onto the court? <laughs> like, like honestly, like aim for players. Yeah. And the referee. <laughs> Is that a good idea? That's honestly not a bad idea. <laughs> just know if you see if you see a Coke bottle, just turn your head. Just okay. turn your head. I'm on board as long as one, our tickets aren't together. Two, you wear a wig with long hair. <laughs> oh, I have no I look, if I'm gonna wear an Iowa gear, I'm gonna wear I'll wear a mullet so I fit in. <laughs> um all right, sir, I got two questions left for you. Number one. What flavor gum? Mint, I think. Is, what do you mean? You think it's in your mouth right now? You're I chewing. Know, it's, it. it's lost its flavor. Though. It's been how in long like have you been? Minutes. Yeah, how long have you been chomping on that specific no, wad? Not long, but I think it's mint, though. You think? Are you always with gum? I'm a guy who always likes to have gum. No, I'm never with gum. I just, I don't know why. You just put it in for the interview? No, I don't know why I felt like having gum in today, but like, I guess it's like. She's like, you know, I've never had gum in my life. I'm going to chew it for the first time for this interview. That seems to make sense. Yeah, definitely. All right, that's number one. And then my second question, until I come up with another one. Uh, is this the first time in any interview you've ever done that it started with someone comparing you to this? This is Princess Diana. <laughs> Yeah, this is first interview because I've never been, I don't I've never even seen her before. You've never seen really? Princess Diana? No, never. Good lord. I mean, how when you look at Ward and I, are you like these guys are really old? Like these guys oh, are she old. does. Is that what is that the first thing you think? Like these guys are from a different time than me? Oh. <laughs> because Princess Diana was such a big part of our lives. No, word. we're going to talk about Princess Di. No, we've talked about Princess Di enough. What I find refreshing. I got to let my dog outside. Because it's, it's <laughs> it was like, it's such a paparazzi thing to follow the royal crown in Britain. It's like it's in the tabloids. The, the royal family has no power. They don't really actually do anything. It's just tabloid fodder. And for me, even though my wife worked for E! Entertainment for 20 years, I, I still don't recognize the Kardashians. So I appreciate somebody who doesn't doesn't really pay attention to what's in the the supermarket checkout aisles mm -hmm. do you have a favorite kardashian um no no good answer i like that you really gave it thought <laughs> <Yeah>. though. <laughs> i was trying to think i don't really know i can't put the face of the names though really either. same same. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> All right, you have any questions for us? <laughs> <laughs> not that I've been thinking about that off the top of my mind, not really. All right. Um, when you started at Indiana last year, did you have a roommate? Yeah, I was with uh, Mac and Ariel. That's a good room. That's a yeah. that seems like a good group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, who's the jokester on the team? Is there like a class clown on the team? Um. I wouldn't say there's one specifically that stands out more than the other. Really? I thought it would be Sydney. Sydney seems like the, the class clown. Yeah, Sid's 
she's funny in her own ways. There's a couple of people that are just kind of funny in their own way. Like sometimes people don't try to be, and then Sid, she's always out there making jokes and stuff. So yeah. Yarden does not seem like the class clown. No, yeah, she is definitely more really mellow, but she's funny because without trying to be, just she's got just, it. Yeah, <laughs> who got it? Who sings around in practice in the locker room the most? Sings. Yeah, does somebody just belt it out? Well, Sid recently has been coming in singing Taylor Swift a lot. <laughs> so yeah. Does that bother you? <laughs> no, honestly, I'm I'm fine with it. I know she knows every word, every song. So. Do you like Taylor Swift? I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. I don't. I just. I don't know. I'm not. I don't really listen to her music. I don't really know much. You mentioned country and Morgan. I love Morgan Whalen. Uh, what about uh, Kane Brown? Yeah, like him. What about the guy that's in Bloomington that everybody goes nuts about? The young kid that plays at the Bluebird. Oh yeah, I don't know. What's his name? I... Ward? Do you remember? We were there when when he had a show at the Bluebird. Nope, don't remember. I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, remember. but I know I saw people on the team know of him too. They like him. Got it. But I bet you don't go way back on country because you're just focused on basketball. So you're like not doing a deep dive on Johnny Cash or anything. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, you're my favorite player in the world. I mean, you're just focused. You're focused. You just want to shoot baskets till the cows come home. I love a, it. Is there a country singer who sings about basketball and ketchup? Because then, then I think we got something. Yeah. I mean, I wish. <laughs> well, AI can make that happen. All right, Sarah. Oh, one thing I did want to touch on. We are in the world of NIL. You have a clothing apparel line. Hmm. Right? Is it just called Sarah Scalia? Is that what you call it? Yeah. You, you, you don't seem too excited by it. Well, I, well, I had a clothing apparel at Minnesota, which actually had like kind of quote on it, but I have one now that's just, it's just my name. Like, it's just like, I think like two S's. And, like, it's just yeah, a logo. I, I saw it though. There's like some good looking merchandise online. No, yeah. I, I, yeah, I have some, some merch. Do you, yeah, we're do you gonna have to in... work on your marketing skills yeah. a little bit, just like... so you know. I mean, you know, you're trying to make money, right? <laughs> yeah, that's just not what I'm focused on. I will say, like, all right, well, big... I'll market it. It's oh, great looking you, yeah. stuff. It doesn't look like the bullshit that most people do, where they slap their stupid <laughs> image on it and are like, "Come oh, buy yeah. this shirt that you'll wear one time in your life and never again." It's a right. cool like S thing. And by mm -hmm. the way, when your initials are SS, you have to be very careful. That's a World War II thing. We won't get into it, but you are careful with yeah. it. And it's a very cool design. And there's a there's a, a hoodie on there that I'm going to buy. I think it looks awesome. It's like gray and black. It looks really cool. Money yeah. goes to you. I like it. And I'm better at marketing it than you are. Yeah, you are. Great. Thanks. You're welcome. Send careful, careful. He's going to want a discount, Sarah. Send the check. <laughs> <laughs> no discount, just a piece. Uh, Sarah, thank you for taking time not only out of your evening but your season which has been going so well and we're excited to see continue likely in person um and we're just wishing you nothing but the best of luck you and the team we're cheering like crazy for you and uh you make us really proud to be hoosiers and really excited to turn on the games well thank you i appreciate the support and having me for sure that was a guest that was a guest that is a singularly focused woman right like there. A, I, like a laser. 
She doesn't give a shit about her NIL. She doesn't give a shit about <laughs> movies or TV or food or music. She doesn't give a shit about anything. She doesn't even give a shit about her stats. She just wants to win. She wants to get better as a basketball player. She just wants to win. And man, I loved it. That was really refreshing. Yeah, it's it's just not something you see very often at any level. Obviously, we've had a ton of these interviews, more of them contemporary now with people still playing the game. And I mean, I, I can't really think of another person off the top of my head who is basically like, yep, I'm only interested in basketball, 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 basketball. And, you know, that's a superpower. It really is. And I mean, what she is doing this year is remarkable. I mean, every part of her game is better. Career high three-point shooting, career high free throw shooting. And let me say that again. She's hitting career high in free throws. Her last four years, she shot over 90%. So, like, it's remarkable. Career high in assists, career low in turnovers, career high in finishing at the basket. Like, she is just upped everything in the absence of grace and getting a year under her belt and being healthy. And and again, Ward, I love that she told us about like her place got flooded and she had to live in a hotel for a couple weeks and it fucked her whole thing up. We don't like we know when that shit happens. I mean, look, we know how screwed up you are right now dealing with just giving up nicotine mix. <laughs> but but I, I, I say that in jest, but not really. Like, you're, do, you're going through something in your life that does affect other things in your life. Not everything is siloed. Very few things are. And when your whole life gets turned upside down because you have a car accident or you're dealing with your well, house flooding. And athletes are such creatures of routine. Yes. You know, it's like, this is how I do it and get ready. And, and oh sleep. my God, I, and sleep. And now I have to move to a new place and figure out that, yeah, no, I mean, you, we just don't know. We learn it time and time again. And it's like, keep that in mind, watching this team right now, uh, both, both women's and men's where it's like, we don't know what any of these people are going through off the court and and be respectful of that and appreciate it that much more that they can get out there and lock it in as much as they do. And and just being locked in like that, I do, you know, there she's she's 5'10". You know what I mean? She's she's not somebody who is just like, you're going to, you're always going to be great at basketball because you're 6'4". And you're going to be, she's, you know, even going to the the gym in Stillwater and playing a bunch a bunch uh, uh, guys is just like oh clearly she's she realized early on. I wonder how much of it was like I'm gonna have to work harder to be better or and or I love this game so much I'm gonna just I'm I'm just obsessed with it. It's like it's both I think probably about improvement and just like incredible passion like she's so cool she's so chill but for anybody to be that focused on one thing uh that that you just have to love it so much that everything else just fades away yeah no it's awesome i also just love no i don't really chew gum <laughs> and she was just going to town on a wad of gum the entire interview yeah like picked a strange time to pick up the habit but not loud about it, at least, you know, I wasn't no, here. No, she back and she manipulated it well. She manipulated it well, covered for it. Um, yeah, just like you said, she's really cool and fun to talk to. 
and singularly focused. Whereas like so many of the other people we've talked to have been so much fun because of the varied interests or things we learn about them. She just wants a hot dog and like she doesn't want to eat a lot of vegetables and she just wants to go shoot fucking baskets. She wants a hot dog on the way to the gym. Yeah, that's and, it. And I'll tell you, whenever we get her back on the show, I think what we should do is just get get the, probably not <laughs> the wonkiest of questions. Like it, I think the only questions can pertain just to basketball and like just di- well, like go. She's got to go on a different podcast. I mean, that <laughs> she's gonna go. We'll she's got to go to a place. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get Rabbi as a here. guest host, and we'll yeah. just have Rabbi Pepper with really smart basketball questions. Yeah, exactly. We don't even need to be on it, really. Like, we'll listen. Let Rabbi turn it on. <laughs> yeah. uh, love her. Love the team. You know, well, they got smoked by Stanford, and since then they weren't great. Right afterwards, that's the truth. They yeah. weren't great. They were winning games, but, you know, they'd pull it out at the end and win by 12 or whatever. But what they have figured out really since going down to Florida where they beat Princeton and they – oh, good, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, Princeton and Tennessee they beat. Uh, and now what they're doing in the Big Ten starting off undefeated and smoking Nebraska and smoking these teams is impressive as hell. Well, And just – if we we as as youngsters or 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 undergrads had been like, oh yeah, Indiana women's gonna go play Tennessee and beat them, and that's what was expected, be like, what multi universe, what multiverse have we stumbled in? One thing I wanted to mention was like when she got to Indiana and she talked to Grace and she talked to Mac, and it's like clearly helped make her decision. It was like that she found her people, you know, and that there she was like minded people. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, yes. And we've heard it before. We've heard from players and coaches, the work ethic in this program, the true desire, the sincere desire to play as a team because you want to win so badly above all else. And you you think, oh, okay, almost any player at any school would say that stuff. But I think the fact that this team, this coaching staff, this program now, this is the identity and and they they identify each other and they're like yep you're one of us get in here um that it's not lip service they are as passionate and as committed to the work putting in the work as any program in the country totally agree you know we should do wrap up the show yeah we're gonna go see a clippers game gonna go for uh Support IU alumnus, IU basketball manager, Lawrence Frank. LW. LF. What is LW? I'm going to edit that out for sure. No, 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 no. Keep that in. What is LW? I know you think I just wait and I'm lying in wait for you to make a mistake, but fuck that. What is LW? His middle name's William. No, it's not. <laughs> all right well thanks for joining us let's wrap up the show and we remembered to do it this time good job buddy follow us on twitter at hoosier hysterics for the hysterics no e no i but the sometimes why from the halls of assembly you'll hear us scream and shout our love of indiana is manic and devout Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We 
Won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics.